Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, parents, welcome back to the Wonder of Parenting podcast, a brain science approach to parenting. I am Tim Wright, recording from Phoenix, Arizona, along with Dr. Michael Green up in Spokane, Washington. And we are excited to be with you today as we tackle another question. And uh, this one, Michael, actually came to you from a reporter, I believe, right? Uh Who's doing a story on this topic of... um, Boys, men, and their use of insults and put downs to build relationships, and how that seems kind of counterintuitive, I think, in our culture today. So, we're going to talk about that. Uh, and before we get to that, uh, I want to thank Dr. Greg Jantz and his uh, staff up there at the Center of Place of Hope in the Seattle area. Uh, they have been in uh, the business for 37 years, and they have proved themselves to be one of the top. Uh, facilities for mental and behavioral health in the country. You can learn more about them at wonderofparenting.com, along with the good work that our friend Dr. Marion Hill is doing with Man Cave. Men all need to be caring, actively engaged, vested, and encouraged. And they exist for one reason, and that's to improve relationships between dad and father figures and their children. And you can learn more about the good work they're doing too at wonderofparenting.com. That's wonderofparenting.com for the man cave and for the center of place of hope. So Michael, um, this reporter, give us, just give us a little of the details of what uh, he was looking for. And did you ever talk to him? Yeah, it it was she. And I'm, I'm trying to think, you know, I, should I say that I'm not sure what the rules are on that. Um, so it's one of the big five newspapers. Okay. Okay. So, and uh, doing a story and she is doing a story uh, and, and happens to have three sons herself. So it was oh, really great to talk to her. Um, and so the story is on. And so she just called me as an expert to talk to. And she also talked to one of our models, the people at our model school, Crespi Carmelite High School, which is down in the LA area. And they are a Gurian Center for Excellence. So they're not only a model school, but a Gurian Center for Excellence. And she's in the LA area too. So I connected them up because of course, a boys high school has a lot of experience with yeah. uh, with boys bantering and bickering and one-upping and all this stuff. Uh, so it was a great conversation. And the fact that she had sons, I think made it so that she wasn't coming at it I mean, as I understood it, I interacted with her for like an hour and 15 minutes. But as I understood it, she wasn't coming at it with any axe to grind against boys. She had three sons and she was coming at it trying to understand. And being a mom of three sons, truthfully, she already understood a heck of a lot. She was really smart, really understood her kids. Uh, And so I'm so grateful to her for doing this. So in the, you know, sometime right around now when this airs, there should be an article in one of the big five uh, newspapers. And we'll put the, uh, once we find it, we'll put the link on our Wonder Parenting uh, Facebook page so people can read it. Great. Yeah. I think it's going to be really so, positive. So so do you know, uh, before we actually get into the topic, what prompted a person to write an article 
especially a, a woman, although she's got boys, so that helps. But what prompted an article on boys using insults uh, to build relationships? I think I think what she said to me was, yeah, that it was first starting with observations of her family, which is, of mm-hmm. course, this this mom who's outnumbered by three boys and a husband and uh, seeing the way they do it. And then, you know, in school or kids are in school and seeing that there's such a difference in the way that boys relate to each other and, and girls relate to each other. Um, and, and she said, so I was really curious about it. And so I pitched the story, you know, and then the editors took it up. So the editors, wow. you know, bought the story, let's say. And so the editors must themselves, I think, must themselves have some boys because that's how it usually is. I found, right, I've been doing media for, say, 35 years, and I found that it's it usually a topic like this is because the reporters and the editors, who are almost always women, ha- are going through something. And yeah. they go, let's do a story on this, you know? And so I think that's what happened. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So um, I, I didn't ask you about this before we got on, So, uh, but I'm pretty sure because you got a good memory. There's a story that you tell about a young man who had an accident and his brothers mm. come in. Mm. And uh, so, so tell us a little bit of that story. I think it's a good setup for um, why boys use put-downs, insults, one-upping. Oh, yeah. This is like, this is at an extreme, and yet it's so interesting. Right. So this is in, <clears throat> this is, it begins one of the chapters on male nurturance in uh, Saving Our Sons. And and so the short story of it is longer in there, uh, is that this this therapist wrote me, and I quote her, you know, I quote her there. She said, okay, so I have these this family that are my clients, and the boy uh, who is 15 was in a ski accident, and he broke his neck. Mm. And so he's pretty much paralyzed. Um, uh, he's got some use of arms, but it's difficult, uh, pretty much paralyzed. So he's a very athletic boy now, you know, paralyzed. I mean, you know, and the, so of course he's very depressed. The mom is very depressed. I mean, the whole situation obviously is a tragic situation. And so she said, the, the reason I'm writing you though, is that the two brothers came back from Afghanistan and Iraq. So they were both soldiers. And when they heard about this, they got leave. Uh, somehow, and they came back to spend a few days with, you know, the son with their brother. And what the observations that the mother made of their behavior is what's crucial to what you're talking about. They, the boy would try to feed himself and he would, he he would kind of grab the spoon, but he would, it, it was very awkward because he's almost paralyzed and he would kind of mm-hmm. slap at his face, you know, with his hand and he couldn't get it to work. And he would, he would go, oh, I can't do it, you know, help me. And one of the brothers would say, oh, you know, you, you think you got problems? Uh, I can show you pictures, uh, you know. Mm. And the boy said, oh, okay. And then he fed himself. And that was one of the stories. And then another one was they would throw grapes. The brothers would mm. try to throw grapes into his mouth. And and once he caught the grape, they would step further back. So, you know, it started at two feet. He caught a grape. So they'd go back to three feet away, then four feet away, then five feet away. And then they're across the room throwing these grapes. And the boy is, you know, failing at catching the grape in his mouth most of the time, but everyone's laughing and they're having a great time. And the mother brought this to the therapist and said, how, how can this be that these brothers are not showing empathy, you know, mm. in the way that I, the mom, show empathy? And yet my son, when he's with them, is not depressed, you know, and then when they leave when their style of nurturing leaves, because the father has, 
is is not written about here, so I don't think he's in the picture. So when mm. the the two older sons, the soldiers, leave, then the boy is more depressed again, and so that was that was why I put it in there because that's that is an example of what this purporter was asking about. This is male nurturance. This is how males nurture. Not every male at every moment, but it is the mother was right. There is a difference between aggression nurturance, which males tend more toward. And empathy nurturance, which females tend more toward. And these two soldier brothers are are practicing pretty much aggression nurturance. They didn't have a lot of maternal empathy. They were more paternal aggression nurturance. Hmm. So let's let's talk about that because it does seem counterintuitive to say that the way to build relationships is to put people down <laughs> right <laughs> and to insult them right it it seems counterintuitive and yet at least a, a lot of men maybe even most men we get it internally a lot of women have a hard time with it uh but but and and then we can talk about when it gets out of hand but let's yeah, talk about yeah. why this is important and what it does in terms of male development Right. So it's a combination of nature, nurture, and culture, as all things are. Um, so nature, to start with nature, males have 10 to 20 times the amount of testosterone moving through their system, every cell. Testosterone is an aggression chemical and moving through their brains too. So just everyone store that away, that that one biochemical difference um, with women who, of course, have more oxytocin, which is an empathy bonding chemical, and then estrogen, progesterone, and that's that. Um, that there's going to, there's a cellular biochemical difference that we're working with. Okay. Then it's moving through the brain. So then we have the brain, the male brain and female brain set up differently. Males don't have as many verbal assets uh, to show affection. They don't as quickly verbalize, you know, long sentences, long paragraphs, you know, about each other. They, they, the brains are not set up as well for that. And, and we, we want to put all the caveats in here. There are 8 billion people now on earth. We've just hit mm-hmm. 8 billion. There's 4 billion ways to be a male, 4 billion ways to be female. And we all know that, right? So, so we're not going to stereotype here. But we also know from studies from all cultures that this holds true, that uh, males tend toward this aggression nurturance more than females. So then we, we have the brain differences that are added in. And we're not going to rely as much on verbal emotive. Our brains are going to find other methods. And they're going to be more rough and tumble, more kinesthetic, that are going to be more connected to the testosterone, which is the aggression chemical, and that are going to be more connected to the spatial brain that we have, where we're doing more stuff spatially, kinesthetically. Females are doing more things through words. So now we have the second sort of reason. And then putting those two together, you have the third reason that's nature and nurture coming together, which is hierarchy building. So for males with this brain set and this biochemical set, Hierarchy building is really, really important for us in our development. We need to know where we fit in a hierarchy, and we constantly challenge to move up to the next level in a hierarchy. And it is how we survive and thrive. And I believe it's pretty much set up, you know, in utero by this brain biology. Others would argue, well, it's how males are nurtured to be, but it doesn't really matter. It's what they do. So, you know, wherever it came from, here it is. So, hierarchy building is huge for us. And females have hierarchy too. We all have what each other has, but it it manifests differently. And so for males, hierarchy building gets connected around aggression. So when the brothers are are throwing the grapes and they're all laughing, the boy is trying to do well at getting the grapes, 
because he wants to be needed. He wants to move up in the hierarchy. He wants to be, um, you know, more on par. So he's, he's working really hard at that. And when they laugh at him, they are really laughing with him because they want him to rise in the hierarchy too. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible visit your local kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner kia movement that inspires call 800-333-4kia for details always drive safely limited inventory available warranties include 10-year 100,000 mile powertrain and 5-year 60,000 mile basic warranties are limited see retailer for details and now and so you can say that male cultures and that cultures then feed all this, right? Which is fair enough to say. But now we get to why is it that guys banter and and, mm-hmm. and do this stuff? What we are doing is we're not only acting through our brain biology, but we are also building resilience. Mm. And every time the brother does this, there's more resilience built in this boy. And now if we, and if we go away from a paralyzed boy, because that's going to be a specific situation, if we just go to every child out there and every adult out there, um, that's what males do. We build resilience. When we practice this aggression nurturance, uh, we're building resilience. And, and if you look at a game like football, football to me, you know, I think we've talked about it before. That's the epitome to me of aggression nurturance. That's an aggression system. It's, it's not a violent system. If a, if a boy becomes violent, he's penalized. So mm-hmm. it's not a violence. Violence is dangerous. Violence is, is, is wrong behavior, right? So it's not violence. It's aggression, but it's nurturance. The ch- these boys are nurtured from boyhood to manhood through this aggression system called football. And it's not the only way they are, but, but you know, they're becoming men through this aggression system and they're nurturing each other aggressively of course uh football is aggressive and what are they doing they're building resilience um so not only are they rising in hierarchies and doing all this stuff to live with purpose and all these good things um uh but they're also building resilience and that that is what gets missed uh when people say well all we want is empathy nurturance we no longer we think it's wrong for there to be any bantering any one-upping any put downs you know all that is wrong um the people who say that, I would argue, are wrong uh, mm. because what they're missing is that, number one, this is how males do things. So we ought to figure out what the asset of it is, actually, rather than condemning yep. it. And then number two, we can identify the asset. Um, there are a number of assets, but we can identify resilience building. And we do not want a generation of kids who are not resilient. Mm. So that's the, right. the big view, the big view. Right. Good. So I know in part that par- that uh, when when guys insult each other it's a show of affection uh it's bonding, and again it yep. seems right it seems counterintuitive uh that you know you'd I, i'd walk up and say michael that that sweater you're wearing is just that's really ugly <laughs> and michael walks away saying tim noticed me he really likes me right right yeah um, 
So, so talk a little bit about that because it does seem so counterintuitive that an insult is actually a way for me to say, I really love you. You're, you're a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing, you, you are doing a number of things there. You're helping me see what my weakness is. Um, that's very, very much male. You know, I'm constantly picking at your weaknesses. And in mm. this case, you're saying an ugly sweater and, mm. and what's happening unconsciously in the brain is that's a weakness. I like you, Mike. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to have this weakness. So I'm mm-hmm. going to help mentor you out of this weakness. That's mm-hmm. what a lot of the one-upping and the bantering is about, number one. Number mm-hmm. two, uh, absolutely love is being shown. And, and, and that's one of the ways it's being shown. You have a weakness. I don't want you to be weak. Uh, improve yourself. And I love, I love you. And then, as you said, respect is being shown because, because you paid attention to me. And you mm-hmm. paid enough attention to me to where you wanted to help me to be better. And um, so you must respect me. If you didn't respect me, you wouldn't even pay attention to me, you know, and you wouldn't even right. engage. You wouldn't say that's an ugly sweater. You would just kind of, you know, nod your head or, or whatever in as I pass by you. Right. So that that thing that happens by you saying to me, man, dude, that is an ugly sweater. This is why I'm always trying to say this to people is there's not a lot of words there. And mm-hmm. so. That's part of why it seems counterintuitive. Not, not only is the word a put down, but there's not a lot of words. And what I always want to argue with to people about this is, no, listen, all of this transfer occurred between Tim and Mike. The same amount of transfer of love, affection, respect, camaraderie, purpose building, all, the same amount of transfer occurred as would occur if, uh, if, in this case, you who said it, you talked for 10 minutes to the person next to you. You know, I'm arguing it's the same transfer mm. that that the tr- transfer is occurring without a lot of words. And if if people use a lot of words, they're getting the transfer, too. Th- that's fine. They're getting the transfer. But we got to realize that this more circumspect way that males do it also transfers empathy and emotion and emotional intelligence and all those things that we want. We just can't see that because one, it's hierarchical. So it's one upping. And two, it's not very verbal. It's mm. quick burst, quick burst of words. Mm. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah, so interesting. Um, I, I want to chat a little bit about this picking on a weakness thing because it it sounds a little cruel, especially when we live in a world right now where we just want to always, everybody's fine, um, everybody's great, uh, participation awards. Um, and then we come along and we say, well, yeah, what you want to do is sort of pick out these weaknesses, but there's a reason for that. And it's an act of compassion and love not an action of of being mean. So so kind of expand on this whole idea of using insults and put down as an act of love on behalf of the person who's got a weakness. Okay. So we think this is wired in, you know, from a million years of human history, mm-hmm. really. So if we take that view of it, people will go, oh, I think people will go, oh, okay, I get that. Because we're always trying to survive and thrive, right? And we're mm-hmm. trying to do that in community. So we're in community. So males are in community with other males. Uh, they're in community with, with women and girls, obviously, but we're talking about males now. They're in community with other males. And they want the other males to be as strong as they are. Um, uh, yes, there are certain alpha leaders who, who are narcissistically going to only want to be on top. Those people exist. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But most people like certainly fathers and sons or older brothers and younger brothers or boys in school who are friends with each other. Most people, what, what they're trying to do is, is help the other 
They're trying to help the other in the context of to be a good hunter with me, you know, to be mm-hmm. a good warrior with me, to be on par with me so that we can survive and thrive together. Mm. And that's what's going on in the subconscious. It's it it looks to people like person A has just cut down or Joe has just cut down Tyrell and said to Tyrell, man, you walk weird. You know, mm-hmm. that's what it looks like. Uh, but if it's not bullying and OK, so around 13 percent of this stuff we think is bullying right around 13 mm-hmm. percent of kids are bullied. So bullying is its own category. That's violence. Um, and that has to be stopped. And that's that's wrong behavior. But but most of what this is, is us in community as males trying to continually lift each other up and help each other, because unconsciously what we want is a bunch of equals to battle whatever it is we have to battle. And so that is probably how it got into our genetic coding. And so so that's what we're doing. We're seeing something that's weak in someone we love and respect. And we are saying, okay, I'm going to help you make that stronger. And I'm just going to do that directly by telling Mm -hmm. you that I think that's weak, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. why when kids say, oh, that's lame or you're lame. What they're trying to say is there's a weakness there. Let's Mm -hmm. improve that. Um, And, and one way people I think can fully understand it is if they have a bunch of sons um, and they have, let's pick three sons. They have three sons and let's say they're at various ages, 13, 12, and 10, um, it could be whatever age, they mm-hmm. can see how their sons do this. and But they know that their sons love each other and they know they respect each other. Okay, so so if we could transfer that into the world, if, if people could, like if moms could transfer that into the world when they see other males do it, and then, but in their heads go, oh, okay, so that's those three men, but now I got to take it back to my sons. Um yeah, maybe those three men actually respect and love each other and are mm-hmm. bonding in the way that my sons do it because my sons love each other and are bonding, but they keep cutting each other down, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, yes, it's very good. So um, we, we've told this story before, but tell the story about the uh, the game taking place out in your oh. cul-de-sac area there. That gives, I think, a, a good perspective. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, this is a great example of the difference between aggression yep. nurturance and empathy nurturance. The kids, these were these 10 to 12-year-olds playing street hockey with um, rollerblades on and and the mm-hmm. two nets at the ends of the streets and they're playing street hockey. And one of them, um, one of a boy around 11 falls down and he kind of skins his knee a bit. And the girl from the other team comes right over to him 
and and stops playing the game right <laughs> she's mm-hmm. she's not his teammate she's an opponent but she comes over are you okay can i get you a band-aid what do you need that is that is empathy nurturance mm-hmm. and that's based um uh somewhat on the fact that she ha- her oxytocin goes up her bonding chemical goes mm-hmm. up and her insula fills up with mirror neurons that see his pain and that that makes her drives her to stop what she's doing and go over to help him the 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 boy on his team who is like the the leader that boy comes skating by and looks at this fallen guy and in his head he computes that this fallen guy he's hurt but he's okay you know he's not he doesn't need the hospital so he says get up get up we need you and he goes mm-hmm. by and people sometimes look at that behavior and they go well that's not empathic and and my argument is um in the context of what you and I are discussing here that that it is empathic, but we're not going to probably use the word empathy for it, but we should at least say it's aggression nurturance because what he's empathizing with is this guy has fallen. He's been made lame. He cannot, he cannot belong anymore. And I want him to belong, right? I want him to belong. So I'm going to uplift him by saying, get up, get up. We need you. And as he understands that he's needed in this group, right? Then he gets up and he's resilient, right? So I've taught resilience as this 12 year old male leader. I've taught him resilience. I've, I put him back into the group where he belongs and is needed and where he has a purpose. So I think both of them are empathic, but they're both empathic in different ways. And both are important. One's not better than the other. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I always, when I tell the story, I say, now remember, if we didn't have empathy nurturance, we wouldn't have a civilization. Right. Right. We got to have empathy nurturance. But at the same time, if we didn't have aggression nurturance, I don't think we'd have a civilization. They're right. both equally important. Yeah. And and if your kids are involved in sports at all, uh, sports where kids can get nicked and hurt a little bit, you see this on the field all the time uh, where someone gets hurt and the, the sort of the males around are just, okay, they're checking it out. Get up, get up. You're, you're okay. And a lot of the moms are, you know, want to run on the field and just put their arms around their child and take them off and and just make sure they're really okay. And and you, it, it just takes both. Both both are really important. We yeah, seen, and some dads too. Yeah, I do want to say, sorry. Yeah, yes. I do want to say. I always want to return to the fact that in a very short program, you know, we can only talk about certain generalities. And, but <laughs> yeah, there right. are men. There are women who are really great at aggression nurturance. Yep. And we'll go, ah, you're fine. You know, they're, they're really great at aggression nurturance. And there are men, you know, especially That's like right. more sensitive men, higher oxytocin men. I mean, and they're, they don't like the one-upping and they're right. really great at empathy nurturance. And, and that's, and it's valid. Everyone is valid here. There's yes. no one, we're not trying to say that all males are this way or all females are this way. They're all valid. These are just biological trends that we're working with. So we have the word toxic masculinity has been used a lot the last few years for a variety of reasons. Uh, And one of them uh, can be uh, the abuse of this sort of nurturance where it's no longer aggressive or aggression. It's, it really is violent. Mm -hmm. And we're not just seeing it coming out of men, by the way, but we've seen a lot of it, especially in these political seasons from males and females. Mm -hmm. Um, if we're if we're trying to help our boys grow to be good at this, um, what do we look for? How do we know where the line is between 
an insult that is meant to be aggression nurturance versus bullying. Well, yeah, the danger, the danger. Yeah. Always think danger. If is is this child in danger who's being bullied uh, or who's being uh, who's targeted for aggression nurturance? And if that child is in danger, then we will intervene. Mm-hmm. Um, and and for bullying, it's going to be repeated. It's going to be, you know, some people will say, well, 50% of kids are bullied. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that's not that's not actually correct. Around 13% of kids are bullied because bullying is a specific category. And it means there's repeated. So there's a power differential. And mm-hmm. then there's this, a, a repeated activity that bullies. And so it could be words, you know, what we call emotional abuse. It could be mm-hmm. an older saying to a younger constantly just picking and picking and picking. Right. And not lifting up, you know, um, the picking is just done for power over and to try to destroy the core self of the younger or of the other and destroy their core self. So that is going to be bullying. That could be obviously a violent physical act, like punching someone, uh, knifing someone. OK, more probably it's going to be this kind of cyberbullying or, um, you know, um, kind of violent bullying that's emotional abuse and it's mainly verbal uh, or ostracizing. So so we do have to intervene on that because that is danger. The trauma in the younger, in the bully victim, the trauma in that victim, that is going to you know, negatively affect core self-development. So that child is in danger. And so that's the first line of defense for all of us trying to figure it out is, is someone in danger? Mm-hmm. And then if if they are in danger, then of course we intervene and we try to get everyone to try to understand what they're doing. Now, obviously, if it was a physical act or a crime, that that system takes care of that. But if it's a if it's a um, aggression nurturance error, right, right, which is I I'm I'm three years older and I'm picking at you, thinking I'm actually nurturing you, but I'm harming you. We got to discuss that with the bully too. We got to get the bully to understand what they're doing get the victim to understand what's happening to them and what they're, what they're doing and work it out relationally um, and be mentoring them both as victim and as bully, be mentoring them to, to learn and grow and change their behavior. Um, uh, And the bullying provides that opportunity um, for everyone involved because it's an aggression nurturance error. So we can, we can say, it looks like you were trying for this, but mm-hmm. here's what you actually did, mm-hmm. you know, and, and quite often the, sometimes the bullies won't, you know, they're just bullies. I mean, right. they just won't, they, you know, that's it. You know, we're going to have to expel yep. them or suspend them, but sometimes they get it. They'll go, Oh, you know, okay. I'm 13. I can understand that. Okay. I, I mm-hmm. shouldn't do that. So the intervention, it, the intervention will be because there's a child in danger and we will immediately intervene to stop the danger. And then after that, I suggest we try to figure out what are aggression nurturance errors and mentor them and what is just pure violence. And then that obviously requires, you know, a different set. Yeah. It, it can be a fairly fine line between insulting somebody out of love and that insult turning into meanness. And um, it's kind of, you know, teaching our our sons how to, how to read the room a little bit. Uh, yep. You know, when they do say something, um, you know, how was it, how was it taken? Did, did they take it as an act of love or did they walk away with their feelings hurt? And if they walked away with their feeling hurt, uh, then, you know, there's some repair work that needs to be done. Um, but it can be kind of that fine line. But the, the challenge I think for parents is 
there can be a really good insult given, you know, out of love that's sort of humorous, that was well-placed, and parents can overreact sometimes. Boy, that was that was really mean. Um, you, you're better than this. It, it, it's such an interesting dance uh, with this particular topic. Yeah, and we should always make sure to check in with our, our kids. And, you know, if we're in schools, all the kids around us, kind of like check in with them and see what they actually experienced. You mm-hmm. know, if they are they experiencing a that the insult was mean or are they ex- or do they end up saying, yeah, well, you know, yeah, I guess, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or so are they really experiencing what we think they're experiencing mm-hmm. um, and 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 know about the whole spectrum of, of kids Right. And know and knowing that some of these kids are going to be really sensitive kids. So so they are absolutely going to experience what is being the aggression nurturance being. They may well experience it as as a form of bullying. They're so sensitive. And so then that, you know, then we got to tell everyone else, hey, come on. You know, this is a community in a community. You take care of everybody. So you can take care of this person. You can you know, you can uplift this person differently. And um but in many cases, I think the adults will find, as I think you're hinting, that the kid who we think is being bullied um, may say, you know, no, no, mm-hmm. you know, that's just the way he is, or that's just what yeah. we do, or, right. you know, I'll get him back, or any of those things. And then now, you, now you're in the range of, oh, okay, okay, that, that's not bullying. Right. And, and again, part of the whole point of this is this is done in relationship. These are, these are people who really like each other who are, you know, they've got a relationship, they know each other's sense of humor, they know each other's styles. And so when they're insulting each other, it's within the context of that relationship. Uh, Bullying always seems to be outside of a relationship. Well, yeah. Well, bullying is a form of relationship. It's just unfortunately such a negative form and so destructive. Uh, But I, I know what you're getting at, that the that the by relationship you mean that positive community right yeah right. and and bullying is not doing something positive for community absolutely right. not well as always michael such an interesting topic and uh, i'm sure we'll be back at it again as we go along uh so thank you for yeah, your insights thank you. and uh a special thanks to that reporter for asking the question of you and and um We'll try to post that one once it comes out. I uh, want to remind you all to go to wonderparenting.com for resources and more information on our sponsors. Go to Facebook and join the Wonder Parenting community. And we'll be back with you next week. Thanks, everyone. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.